All right. Well, welcome everyone to our men's soccer virtual pep rally. Uh, obviously, prefer to be able to do this in, in person. It's always great to send a team off to the NCAA tournament uh, and have the, all the pomp and circumstance with that and watch all day flight uh, over to North Carolina. And actually, if, if we weren't in a pandemic time, based on the season that we had, we probably would be hosting uh, a match here at Sullivan Field, at least the first one and maybe even the second match as well. But what a fantastic year. Thank you for joining us. So great to see so many familiar faces. Uh, we've got a, a great program for you today. We've got our men's soccer team here. We're going to hear from some of them, and then we're going to hear from an alum as well. And, and certainly you're going to have an opportunity to ask some questions of the team, put those in the chat, and we will make sure to try to get to as many of them as we can. Uh, but we're really here to celebrate the great season that was had. Uh, a couple highlights. Obviously, uh, we, we need to start with this one because the last match of the season was against St. Mary's and what a gutty, gutty performance, getting a red card with just about 10 minutes left in the match. And it was tied one to one. And to score two goals after being tied one one, being a, a man down is really impressive. Uh, and that win obviously clinched the WCC title and beyond that, obviously got an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. But beyond that, Coach Paul Crumpy, that was his 200th win of all time. So congratulations to Coach Crumpy. Uh, lost in all the hubbub of everybody putting their shirts on and hats and everything. Uh, we had a real brief presentation of the game, the game ball uh, to, to Coach Crumpy for his 200th win. And again, what a, what a special day. It was awesome to see the team celebrate. 6-0-2 unbeaten on the season. And if you haven't watched the team play, and I'm guessing most of you on this call have, this team is really, really hard to score on. Uh, in eight matches, just two goals against on the year. So, I mean, I don't know what was going on in uh, those two matches against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but maybe, maybe somebody with more soccer acumen can explain that to me. Back-to-back uh, -back NCAA tournament appearances and the first WCC championship since 2013. On to the NCAA tournament to take on the Marquette Golden Eagles on Sunday, May 2nd. I am somewhat familiar with Marquette. I do have a degree from Marquette. I know the Marquette men's soccer coach very well. When I worked at Marquette, I supervised the men's soccer program. And I will tell you this, they're in trouble. They're in trouble on Sunday. Uh, so with that, you, you probably don't want to hear too much more from me. That's kind of recap of the season. We're going to have our assistant coach, uh, Mike Asagera, who is going to speak with some of the members of our team, introduce them to you and have them share their thoughts about going to the NCAA tournament and heading to North Carolina. So with that, I'll hand it over to you, Mike. Craig, thank you so much. Um, just first and foremost, we'd like to thank uh, the administration and the support staff for this, not only this season, but over, you know, over a year that it's taken us to get back into the com competitive matches. And, you know, I hope everyone understands what a collective effort this has been. Um, we literally get support from our university and 
you know, the staff there on a daily basis to get through COVID, to get through all the things that have been placed in front of us with, with so much support and so much just positive positive thinking and towards and towards progress you know we couldn't be at this point we couldn't be at the stage and and bring that wcc trophy home if it wasn't for the collective ever of everyone in the department so I, I think as a program we'd like to say thank you first and foremost to all the support staff to all the leadership you know it's it's been a fantastic year because you guys have been have been right there with us every step of the way so we appreciate everything you guys do um this season has been one that started off um with a lot of high expectations. You know, we we were ranked, we were picked number one in the WCC after last season. And to be perfectly honest with you, in, in our minds, every game was a step towards that St. Mary's game. We knew that if we got to that point, if we had a chance to, you know, take the crown from the Kings on, on their field, it, it was gonna be something special. And I don't think any of us could have foreseen how special it was going to be, but, that culmination, those moments, you know, that camaraderie that's been built through hard work and just dedication to the program uh, really all came, you know, in, in, in one wave in those last few minutes showing, you know, what LMU soccer is all about. And, you know, because of that, because of the hard work these young men put it on a daily basis, you know, we were, we were recognized at the end of the year with some, some pretty incredible awards. And, I think first and foremost, after doing it for so long, I'd like to congratulate, you know, our fearless leader, you know, Coach Crumpy in winning the WCC Coach of the Year and rightfully so bringing, bringing that trophy back to where it belongs. Hey, th thank you. Um, yeah, the first time I won that award was back in 1999 and the team finished seventh in the conference. But uh, because LMU had been not very good up until that point, um, even though we finished seventh, they saw how, how much more competitive we were. That was my second year. So this one was certainly way more memorable. Winning my 200th game and winning the WCC was uh, amazing and being able to be the coach of the year. Um, I just would throw this out there. Whoever threw the Gatorade on top of me afterwards, awesome, good job, but try to dump the water next time and not jab the container in the back of the coach's head. That would be the, 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 the big piece of advice I would throw out there. But yeah, awesome, awesome year from these guys to, for me to be able to get recognized like that. And so as, as Craig alluded to, you know, this team is, uh, is incredibly talented defensively. Um, you know, just to give you guys kind of some perspective on the national stage. Um, and we are second in the country in goals against average uh, with a 0.237 goals against. Um, we have six shutouts. As Craig said, out of eight, we actually in our exhibition game also got a shutout in the first game of the year. So that's seven of nine. And uh, that six shutouts ties us for third in the country. And then that six out of eight shutouts actually ties us for first in the country with a, obviously a 75% shutout rate. So we're pretty staunch defensively. Uh, we know going into the playoffs, it's, it's going to be a pretty, you know, hard task to do that. But, you know, I'd like to talk to our senior captain, um, our leader on the back line, uh, Mr. Nick Deshaux, and just kind of get his comments on, on what this season has meant to him after, you know, being here for so many years and you know, being uh, an incredibly important part of uh, not only our defense, but our team. 
Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, so I uh, just first like to start by thanking um, again everyone at LMU that's gotten to us this point. Um, we've had some ups and downs, as Mike's mentioned in my time here, but we've gone through a lot of changes for the positive. Um, I think we've um, seen so many changes in how we um, approach the game in the weight room and how our training has changed. It's just such a professional environment now um, that I think it allows our team to compete at this highest level. And we're just so excited to get there in North Carolina and show our stuff. Thanks, Nick. You know, in that last game of the year, um, Nick was fortunate enough to just put in an absolute stalwart defensive effort, you know, keep, keep the game close. But not only that, but I think when the going got tough, you know, you know, Nick was a, a big part as well as the, the, the rest of the defenders. And, you know, big shout out to Corbin Mercado, who came in on the back line in that game and, and had a huge impact. Um, but Nick was, uh, was fortunate to win, you know, Defensive Player of the Week for the WCC. Um, in this program for this spring, we won Defensive Player of the Week four times with Nick winning it, um, our other center back, Gerardo Lopez, winning it, and our goalkeeper, Jacob Jackson, winning it twice. You know, we've also been fortunate. We won, we won Offensive Player of the Week four times with Ronaldo Brown, Dehaney Williams, Alex Liu, and Noel Kaliskin winning that as well. And, you know, fortunately, I look at Nick and I look at the work he's put into this program to not only, you know, grow and help us win games, but at the same time, you know, become a leader, get into graduate school, you know, balance a job as well as being a senior captain on this team and leading his team to a trophy and to the playoffs. So, you know, Nick, I just want to say in front of everyone to you, you know, it's been, it's been a pleasure coaching you. And I know, you know, you're coming back this fall, but we're going to, we're going to try to make history and get back to back WCC championships and then hopefully come back from North Carolina with another trophy to add to the case. So appreciate the comments. I appreciate your leadership and, and, and thanks a lot, big man. <laughs> um, to move on, you know, Nick was a big part of the back line and, and, and so was uh, our, our next award winner. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be here today because he he's working, but Gerardo Lopez was defensive player of the year as well as being nominated for the Mac Herman Trophy Award, which in men's college soccer is the equivalent to the Heisman Trophy. So, you know, head of being recognized as one of the top overall players in the country is something incredibly special, you know, especially coming from the West Coast, which a lot of the times there's there's big East Coast bias in these awards. And, you know, with Hedda's just ability to just make an impact on a game, you know, we, we've been very fortunate to place him, you know, next to Nick, next to some just absolute studs on the back line with Dylan Shockey, Narciso Cervantes, CJ Wood, Corbin Mercado, Jacob Jackson, Mitchell Wilson, Alec Backaby. It's just the, the list is deep and talented. So we're, we're very fortunate for that. You know, to, to also segue into another award winner, um, this is a guy who came in as a freshman and unfortunately got hurt his first year, but you've never seen a more determined young man. You've never seen a more committed, you've never seen a more just focused person to get back to the level that he wanted to be at. And not only did he do that, but he was able to set the single season shutout record as a freshman with nine this season, he's added six more shutouts to get him close to the career record, which is 19 set by the last WCC goalkeeper of the year, which was Paul Blanchett in 2015. And this year, Jacob Jackson 
unanimously took home the goalkeeper of the year award. And, you know, I'd like to get a few comments from Jacob just in, in how that feels. And, you know, because I got to be with my team um, every day and they supported me um, getting back from an injury, um, helping me get back on the field. So it was, it's great to have a team. And then this year is just something special, you know, um, being here for the three years I have been here. Um, I've never seen a team like this. So it's, I'm really excited for North Carolina. Um, I think we can do something great there um, and be known as the best team, soccer team in LMU history. So just want to end off that. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, you know, I think it's something special to say, you know, that we were able to win so many awards, especially being recognized by the conference. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a very difficult thing to do. But in the name of the award as the offensive player of the year, I think we would all agree that he was just the player of the year. You know, he is able to do it on both sides of the ball um, when he's on the field, you know, our team is just a different animal and to win offensive player of the year as a mainly defensive player just shows how talented he is. And just his will to win will overtake all. And, you know, he hails from Germany, but, you know, he's, he's LA at heart. And, you know, we're very proud to say that the player of the year for the WCC this year was Noel Kalskin. Um, Noel, would you like to say a few things about the season and and how you know you feel about being the the player of the year? Um, yeah, so how the coaches always say, um, individuals get recognized when the team does well. And I mean, this year we won the WCC. We have uh, four of the five major um, awards um, belong to us. So it just shows that. Um, our team is just doing a great job of just playing their best. And uh, I hope we can continue to uh, just do some damage in the tournament and, and go for a run and maybe get another another trophy in the new trophy casing in Gerson Pavilion. Excellent. You know, something about you is, you know, you're, you're almost a perfectionist, you know, and I know that at times, you know, that, that St. Mary's game wasn't, wasn't the perfect game by any means, but, you know, what, what were you thinking when, you know, 10 minutes left in the game, we go down a man, you know, it's 1-1 at St. Mary's, you know, we have history there, you know, we've, we've been working all season to get to this goal. Like what, what was going on in your head? What were you thinking, you know, to, at that, at that moment? Um, at first I couldn't believe the call the ref made because I think it was pretty harsh uh, to give a red card on Neville, especially in the moment. Um, the game playing for for the title is uh, I think was a pretty hard decision by the ref so I was pretty upset um, at first but um, the coaches always tell us we need to excel in these in these moments and just be our best so um, you know we just regrouped uh, focused again and uh, luckily we got an opportunity um, which we we finished and then won the WCC. So, I mean, one, one thing that will always stick out into my mind is watching the video is when Dehaney got in behind and you could see that he was going to serve that ball into the box and, and you just put your head down and it was this long busting run to get to that spot, to tap the ball in, you know, to, to, to basically win the trophy, you know, just thinking back on everything that this program has been through in the last year and COVID and everything. I mean, what, 
what was going on with you? What what were you thinking when when you saw Dehaney get him behind? When you saw him pick his head up, he was gonna hit that cross. What were you thinking? Um, I just saw that Ronnie played Duhaney the ball, so there was nobody in the box for Duhaney to to serve the ball. So somebody had to be there, and I was basically the first guy. Uh, so somebody had to make that run. At first, I thought the ball was gonna be a little bit too too long for me. I just you know, uh, put up my foot and then uh, luckily touch the ball. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, congratulations, Noel. Um, you know, I, I think going into North Carolina, um, the team is poised and ready to, to make a deep run and, you know, it's going to be a collective effort and we know that, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be leading that collective effort. So, you know, thanks for being on this, appreciate it. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, of course. Uh, you know, moving on, um, you know, we were we were fortunate enough to have, you know, four first team selections to the WCC uh, with Noel, uh, Nick Deshaux, Jacob Jackson and Gerardo Lopez. We also nabbed up two second team spots with Narciso Cervantes and Bastian Oberly. And then we rounded that out with four more selections to the honorable mention with Steven Anderson Ronaldo Brown, Dylan Shockey, and Duhaney Williams. And to just, you know, basically put the cherry on top, it's always good, you know, to invest in the future. And we had one person on the all-freshman team, which was Steven Anderson. Uh, Steven contributed, you know, two huge goals in the beginning of the WCC. And, you know, we just want to say congratulations to Steven. You know, he's, he's come onto the scene, you know, just as with his workmanlike mentality. And, uh, you know, if you haven't had the chance to watch Steven play, you know, please make sure that you tune into our games in North Carolina, because he's going to be a big part of what we're doing in our success. Um, last but not least, you know, I certainly just want to say uh, thank you to, you know, the support we've gotten, not only from the staff at LMU, but from our alumni, our alumni group and our alumni uh, support system is world-class and we're fortunate enough that, you know, one of our alumni is, is consistently, you know, helping the program consistently rooting us on consistently shouting us out on social media. And that's, uh, that's Dr. Christy Virgilio. And I'm going to turn it over now to him and coach Crumpy and Craig, you know, to kind of get an insight on, on what it's like to be an alumni and, and be proud of the program that we're building here. Well, and, and before we do that, so first of all, thank you, Mike, and thank you for uh, all the outstanding student athletes. They are extremely humble uh, in their comments, but uh, they, they definitely play with the fire on the, on the pitch. Uh, before we kind of get to talk to Chris, uh, also want to welcome a, a special guest who joined us here tonight. We have uh, the support all the way from University Hall, and he has been to a number of the matches this season. Uh, the 16th president of LMU, Dr. Timothy Law Snyder, who is here in attendance. Um, with, so thank you for attending tonight. Uh, but Thanks for acknowledging me, Craig. By the way, I, I had the hardest time getting into this because the defense, Jacob, they were just like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll figure it out one of these days. These guys suffocate the team. Chris knows it better than anybody. Absolutely. Well, thank you. 
President Snyder uh, for those words. And, and he is one of our, our biggest fans in all of our sports. You, you see him on the sideline cheering us on. And uh, one of the matches I wasn't at, which ended up in a tie, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about the officiating because nobody needs to get fined. Uh, but the president provided me a recap via text message of what happened. And needless to say, I thought his text messages might get fined based on what he was saying. So with that being said, we won't talk anymore about that particular match, but we do have Chris here and Chris is a member of our board of regents, huge supporter. He's an alum and he has shared some great stories with me of what it was like to be an alum and be a soccer student athlete here when he was attending and it probably has changed significantly. So what does this mean to have seen where the program was when you were here to what Coach Crumpy has done and then this particular season in general? Well, uh, first of all, thanks so much for uh, inviting me to chat with the group here. And uh, yeah, it's just an unbelievable season this year. It's just mind boggling that the team can go game after game without allowing any goals. Uh, as a uh, central defender in my time, uh, I know what uh, a great defense can do. And, uh, you know, in my junior year, we got spanked by UCLA 3 nothing. Uh, so it was really sweet revenge this year, seeing you guys take it to the Bruins, right, Coach Crumpy, the former Bruin? Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I love those moments. And, and the, yeah. the, the thing I can throw out there, the previous, um, the previous coach would not, uh, would not schedule us. So we hadn't beaten them for a long time, but that's because they, we couldn't get opportunities to play them. Uh, the, the coach that's there now came from the WCC and, and he sees the value in having a crosstown rival uh, with UCLA and LMU. Well, well, you got to yeah, be careful, to... Coach, because they might not want to schedule you anymore after what you did to him this year. No, I, I think we've worked that out. He'll be back. Okay. All right. Good deal. Yeah. You know, back in my day, we played in a tournament up in the Bay Area and uh, lost 2-1 to one to St. Mary's. Uh, USF had all international players, and they were ranked in the top 10, and they they killed us like 6-1. to one. It was really embarrassing. And uh, and it really was thanks to Coach Crumpy uh, that he really turned this team around. And it's been a, a pleasure for me uh, to be involved with the team since the first day that Coach Crumpy showed up. Uh, you could tell that competitive fire that he had, uh, that will, that push to make uh, the facilities better, the field better, to bring the 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 seats, the lights, you know, the, everything about it was just first rate, but you know, what do you expect from a guy who was in, was on the national team and, you know, was in Italy in 1990, you know, the, you know, that kind of guy who's a, an aerospace engineer, what, what aerospace engineer becomes a soccer coach? You know, that's, that's a, a special mind and a special guy. But I will say though, that, um, uh, Coaches don't win games. You know, they set up a plan, they set up a design, but ultimately it's the players. You know, you can have the greatest coach of the world and if the players don't have the will and the desire, it's not going to happen. And uh, the thing that really impressed me about this team and uh, the thing that you may not realize is you're being watched. Uh, you know, us alums are, are, you know, I'm there on my phone, uh, on the weekends uh, watching you guys play. And uh, it gives us immense 
joy and pride uh, to see what you guys do. And, uh, you know, seeing the, the, the degree of ball possession you had, you know, the number of shots on goal. I mean, it's clear that you guys should have, you know, a lot of these games should have been blowouts. A lot of soccer, as you know, is luck. And statistically, you should have killed everybody. Luckily, you won all the games and you had shutouts, which are all, you know, very well deserved. But, you know, I think the great thing about soccer is, you know, it teaches you uh, a lot of lessons in life that you may not realize now. I'm a surgeon and it turns out that in surgery, uh, a lot of trainees who enter surgery, unfortunately quit because it's too hard. And it turns out that about 20% of surgeons end up not finishing. And interestingly, being a part of a team sport predicts that you're going to succeed in a surgical career. And I think uh, a lot of the lessons you learn about training, commitment, and teamwork are, are things that will carry you throughout your life. And ultimately, uh, as I know, as a soccer player, you know, you're, you hit the 90th minute of a game, you have four minutes uh, of injury time, and it really comes down to who, who wants it more, you know, who, who is it that has that extra uh, thing in their system that it factor that they're willing to push when they're tired and I could see that this team has that special factor you guys are uh, an incredible unique team and I I have a lot of faith in you guys uh, and you make me as a, an alum uh, extremely proud so congratulations no absolutely Chris and uh, what is what is your favorite part of watching this particular team just from a soccer? Well, I think that, you know, the thing is that they, you know, even though the score doesn't show it, I, I you know, watch having watched them, you know, on my phone, they, they really dominated the games. I mean, the possession has been dominated, the, the shots on goals, uh, overall shots. And, you know, I know that everyone is talking about the defense, of course, but, you know, offensively, you don't win games unless you score goals. And, they put in the goals when they were needed. And, uh, and uh, you know, soccer really, among all sports, of course I'm biased, is truly a team effort. Uh, you're all working together for a common goal. And I, I've seen the, the camaraderie of this team and their ability to work together. That's really, you know, in my mind, from all the, all the years I've been watching, you know, since then, I, you know, I was watching uh, Torres back in 19, you know, Arturo Torres in 99, when, you know, he came on as a freshman, uh, making it to the Galaxy, uh, not to the Galaxy, but uh, that other LA team. Uh, you know, he, this this is really an incredible team. Actually, Arturo did start with the Galaxy, and then he yeah, ended up with Chivas so. USA. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I thought he did. Yeah. I was going to throw this in there too, just real quickly. I mean, Chris jumped on to Zoom calls with the team uh, when we were in the middle of COVID, when we couldn't meet together and had an hour session where it was question and answer with Chris. He wasn't the only alum coming back uh, to meet with the team. Uh, I made a list here of all the, the former uh, alums that joined in and shared their stories with, uh, with this group. Uh, Paul Blanchett was mentioned earlier today, Jawan Delaney, Kevin Novak, Andres Muriagi, Clemens Filippi, Craig Nitty, Bobby Burling. I mean, these are all the, the, the big names, the big alums from back in the day that shared their stories with these guys. And I think 
the the fact that we have such a great family unit right now of current parents, but also the alums that are still engaged and involved in the program, um, it makes a world of difference going forward uh, with with this group. We also had a, a combined uh, Zoom meeting at one point with the women and Alexi Lawless, uh, former um, and or former national team great defender uh, jumped on with us. So we've had some great experiences that we've been able to share in this weird year where not so much, you know, I don't know that we would have had the opportunity to have conversations with these great alums um, if it weren't for COVID. So there are some benefits to this weird year that we went through. I want, uh, if I can, can I share one more thing, Coach Crumpy? Of course. Just to, to tell you what uh, LMU soccer means. You see this? That's my letterman jacket from 40 years ago. Still has That's it. awesome. Uh, that's, that is, is, is pretty awesome, uh, Chris. And just want to thank you for your support uh, for, for our soccer program your support for our team, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to, to meet with the team says a lot about who you are and, and what this program means to you. So I will give you an opportunity. This is your chance to give a, a two minute pep talk to the team before they leave. Well, I would say this is that, uh, you know, these opportunities uh, in life don't come that often. You know, you, you know, so obviously this is just, this is college. So it's not like pro where you're going to be ha having shots year and year and year out, but uh, this is a unique opportunity. Uh, you guys deserve it. Uh, you've earned it. Uh, and just think to yourself that you, you want to leave, leave it all on the field, really seize this moment uh, because this is something that you'll reflect back on uh, years from now as, as an incredible opportunity. And I, I have faith in you guys and I have a feeling that there's going to be a, a breakout game where all those shots on goal uh, are going to find the back of the net. Now that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us again. If you have any questions, put them in the chat, but we'll have a couple questions and then we'll send the team uh, on their way. But hey, you know, yeah. coach uh, Crumpy. Paul, I'm Paul. I'm ready. <laughs> he's got and Chris has challenged he's been playing a lot of uh, table tennis during the pandemic so he is ready to take on anybody on the zoom call all comers he will beat anybody uh, we might have a tournament in in the works as a fundraiser of some sort we yeah, were talking about that earlier ready. so we're ready all right the best, the best brain exercise chess on steroids is table tennis <laughs> it also requires a little bit of coordination as well. It's not just a brain exercise. You have to have your body function at the same time, Chris. So I do appreciate that, but you are correct. Uh, so Coach Crumpy, talk a little bit. You've obviously broken down Marquette. Uh, this is a team that comes in. They like to play into overtime. Uh, and when they get in overtime, they seem to somehow crank it up and find the back of the net. So what is Marquette about? What should everybody on this call look for in the match on Sunday? You know, they're, they're a Midwest school and the history of Midwest schools is they will continue to grind. They will find ways to continue to play. So there's no letting up when we play them. 
they they are very dangerous. They have a guy that can throw the ball uh, into the middle of the six yard box. So we've got to be prepared for their set pieces, especially. Uh, the one big advantage I think that we have is they they play inside a dome. They they play inside a on turf in a dome. So we've got to use that to our advantage because we're an outdoor team that is used to the conditions going on outside and playing on grass. So um, the, the big message for these guys is, you know, I, I like the fact that we're talking about Marquette because this tournament is single elimination and it's one game at a time. And there's no moving on unless you take care of the, the job at hand. So that's the plan. We're going to, we're going to do our best to uh, find a way to, beat Marquette and then move on. But we've got to focus on that one job. And, and the last thing for me, just like Chris said, is this is an opportunity that does not come along all the time. And you have to take advantage of that opportunity when it does. And I think we've got a group that's aware of this. Uh, last year, we made it to the NC2A tournament and we got stung early on in the first round and we saw how quickly things can end. So I think we have a group that's matured this year and realizes we've got to take care of this one game at a time and, and move on um, that way. And is there any different sort of preparation for a match like this? You know, obviously a, a tournament match as opposed to just a regular season matchup. And, and you alluded to, I mean, obviously we have, this team has NCAA tournament experience. Most of the, the team does, but is there any, change in the preparation uh, for the match or is it kind of business as usual? I mean, we're, we're, we're all about doing what we do. And we're, we, we say that all the time. It's what we do that we're, we're looking to do what we do to our opponent. But the one thing I will throw out there that we normally don't do that we've been doing all year long is we practice penalty kicks because if any game in the NC2A tournament goes to overtime and there's, and it's still tied, the game is now decided by penalties. So we've been doing that since our first scrimmage. We actually set up our first scrimmage against Hope International and went to a penalty kick shootout all the way back then. Um, even the game against Santa Barbara that we played uh, the other day, we practiced our, our penalty kicks afterwards. We made nine of 11. So that's a pretty good um, ratio to, to move forward with to, to advance. So that's a, just real in, in basic terms, that's one big difference that we don't normally do in a, in a normal season. Yeah. And that uh, coach Crumpy does bring up a great point. Obviously when you get into tournament play uh, it can all hinge on a, a, if you get to the end of overtimes and you're still tied, it goes to PKs. And that uh, definitely is something that there's been seasons ended uh, where teams have never lost, uh, including a team in our own conference who was undefeated and lost on PKs uh, and, and, and did not advance. So clearly, uh, you know, we just got to find a way to put the ball in the back of the net and, and not, not even get to that point, uh, as alluded to throughout this call. I, I will throw this out. In our last scrimmage, in our last two games, we've scored eight goals. In the previous seven games, we scored eight goals. So we're figuring it out. We're, we're finding ways to put balls in the back of the net. So as good as we are defensively, if we continue to lock teams down, 
defensively, we're figuring it out. We've got some unbelievable guys up top that are putting balls away. So uh, don't, don't, don't cut us. Don't think uh, we're not working on it. And don't think these guys aren't going to put balls in the back of the net. There you heard it straight from coach Crumpy. Expect a four goal explosion is what I just heard on Sunday. Is that, is that accurate? Coach? Oh, at, at, at least, at okay. least. let's hope. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, you, you heard it here first. Uh, so don't be surprised when you tune in and, and you get there a little, you get there a little bit late because you have something going on on Sunday and we're all of a sudden up to nothing because coach Crumpy called it pretty early. All right. Well, if we don't have any questions, I'm going to put uh, Nick on the spot to kind of close us out with, with just uh, some words as we go to North Carolina. Cause I know Nick can handle it. I think Nick unfortunately had to go to class. Oh, did he? Yes, oh, no. we've got we you know we've we've got our team GPA uh, pretty much the highest it's ever been. So these boys are working hard to, in the classroom and on the field. So oh, Nick, Nick and Noel have both headed off to class. So you know, I think I think it might be you to take it home today. Oh, that is really disappointing. Well, <laughs> you know what? I was really counting on Nick to close it out because Nick is unbelievable in those settings. He usually closes out the team before they take the field. So I knew he would close it out well, but I just want to thank everybody for uh, coming here tonight. This is really special. You know, one of the things that we talk about a lot in athletics is competing on a national level. And we're not content with just competing for WCC championships. That's a great byproduct because that is what helps get you into tournaments but we want to compete nationally. And this is one of a handful of teams right now that is competing for the ultimate prize, which is a national championship. And that begins on Sunday in North Carolina. And this team is poised and ready. Uh, they've been there and they're ready to make some noise on Sunday. So we hope you tune in and you're gonna catch a fever and some of you are gonna start looking into flights to North Carolina. I, I know that for a fact. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time and go Lions. Go Lions. Go Lions.